But we're together again. Art is real. Here we are. Here we are. Hey, um, you're an art historian. <laughs> you can't talk about shit. I've remembered you can't talk about it. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> moving on. Uh, shit. When can you talk about it? Once once the institution's gone. Mm. Uh, yeah, sorry. I totally forgot until I said it to you and you gave me the big eyes. Uh, shut the fuck up. Uh, art is real. It's it's true. It is real. It's there, and you can see it. You can touch it. You can smell it. You can't study it, uh, but you can do all the other things. Um, and Lisa Rehana is a very well accomplished artist from she Aotearoa, is. New Zealand. She is indeed. Um, yeah, today I thought it would be timely to talk about her work in pursuit of Venus, which is not a new work. Um, we have an early edition of it at the Hocken from 2012, but she's been continuing to work on this work over the years and um, it's recently just been shown for a new exhibition in the UK at the Royal Academy of Arts called Oceania mm. um, and that's an interesting concept for an exhibition so it's, um, we were talking about it before off here, it's a um, commemoration for um, 250 years since Captain James Cook's first Pacific voyages um, and the exhibition I think includes a range of sort of historical Pacific artifacts, but also contemporary works by artists such as Lisa Rehana, but also Mata Aho Collective, Fiona Partington, Mark Adams, John Poole, Yuki Kahara, Michael Patakofai, and others. Mm-hmm. Um, and but yeah, so this work um, in pursuit of Venus has been shown, as I mentioned. Um, it's been around the block, it's been um, shown at the Auckland Art Gallery, it's been shown in historic homes, it's been shown um, at the Venice Biennale in 2017, and um, it's also going to be shown upcoming in the Asia-Pacific Triennial, which is a big blockbuster exhibition of art from the Asia-Pacific region in Brisbane at GOMA. Um, but Anyway, I just mentioned that because context kind of, I think, informs how people interpret the work as well. So it's kind of an interesting um, work in that it responds to that environment. But Lisa Rehana, so she's a significant New Zealand artist of Ngāpui descent. Mm-hmm. And her work covers, I guess, performance, photography, installation and moving image. And it often redresses historical representations of Pacific peoples and the arts um, during the era of... European Encounters and Settlement. So the work in Pursuit of Venus, um, we have a two-channel version of it, as I mentioned, an early version, a small-scale one, and the title of that refers to the worldwide scientific endeavour of tracking Venus's trajectory across the sun um, whilst expanding the empire (laughs) Um, (laughs) and the introduction of European diseases into the Pacific, hence the title um, later becoming In Pursuit of Venus Infected. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And so the work was originally inspired by a huge wallpaper from the 19th century. It was a 20-panel scenic panorama um, and it was called, excuse my French, Les Sauvages de la Mer Pacifique, The Savages of the Pacific from 1804 and it was created by an artist called Jean-Gabriel Charvet and a wallpaper maker called Joseph Dufour using this woodblock technique and at the time it was actually the largest panoramic wallpaper of its time and it featured the series of vignettes depicting European impressions of South Pacific Islanders during Captain Cook's mm-hmm. um, exploration of the Pacific. It's actually quite interesting the wallpaper technique was a new 
um, technology at the time in terms of making really large scale paper and they actually also use this technique on using paper to create um, hot air balloons which is oh, quite terrifying wow. so some of the early hot air balloons yeah, were made Mon- out of paper the Montpellier brothers yeah mm. and that was the French quite dangerous yes. yeah, yeah. <laughs> quite dangerous and I think there's quite a lot of fatalities because of that but anyway <laughs> new perspectives of the world thinking about um, technology and innovation and so um, this wallpaper the first one Les Sauvages de la Mer Pacifique was originally shown in Paris so this was obviously if we're talking about French mm, mm. Um, creators at a thing called the Exposition des Produits de l'Industrie Française so like an industry um, expo yeah. and um, only five examples of five complete examples of this wallpaper are known to still exist mostly in private collections but some galleries like the NGA the National Gallery of Australia in Canberra and the Art Gallery of New South Wales in Sydney have managed to secure examples of them. And I think Lisa Rayhana first saw the work on a visit to the National Gallery of Australia. Any um, of this show at the New Zealand South Seas exhibitions in, in, in New Zealand? In I don't Dunedin? know, actually. I don't, I'm not too sure, actually. That, yeah. that, but it would have been great. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, it would have been great. I mean, obviously, like it's an interesting... Um, like, the show, it's about... Well, the English coming. Yes, because it's of their impressions. The, yeah, of course the Dutch were already here. Yeah. Uh, had already come. Uh, the French uh, were coming uh, as well at the same yeah. time. But, yeah. you know, I mean, so to celebrate uh, oceanic art um, because of European colonisation, it just seems a bit like it's, it's a bit weird. But, I mean, I guess it's their first visits and it's the art that, mm. um, you know, that came from. But it just... just you know, why can't we just celebrate it for the fact that it's there and it's beautiful? Mm. You know, it's an yeah. it's an amazing thing and it's a unique uh, within within art. Uh, instead of like, hey, you know, we 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 went there. Remember, we, this? remember, remember <laughs> how we fun. came? Yeah, um, you know, tricky. yeah, it is real tricky. It is real tricky. And of course, you know, in pursuit of Venus, um, that was one part of a three part phase of Cook's voyage. Once mm. he got to Tahiti, he opened up his letter from the king, mm. uh, and it said, "Go forth and try to find the southern continent." Um, and oh yeah, the great southern continent. Yes, yes. Yeah. Um, and then you know, and and the rest is. Um, History, indeed. I guess <laughs> so. It's an interesting reason to have it instead of just having it anyway. Mm. Um, but I mean, I guess it's a, the first time that a lot of these works will be shown overseas. The first time, I think, in, uh, that it's something on the scale from uh, yeah, an Oceanic I think it's a exhibition. Huge, huge exhibition. It's on from the 29th of September till the 10th of December, mm. and I think. Um, Something that's interesting about, you know, important about this, they were talking about this on the news last night. They were so obsessed with the fact that Meghan Markle had attended, but they had a... Of course, that's the important thing. Oh, right? yeah, yeah. yeah a Canadian <laughs> attended went to the opening. A, yeah, a Canadian <laughs> in the European royal family in, <laughs> went to an, an Oceanic exhibition. But um, they did have a, a nice short interview with the, um, Nina Tonga, the curator of Pacific Art at um, Te Papa, where she oh, was I saw talking that. about how important it was there was a New Zealand and Pacific delegation there as well to um, represent us, you know, um, as opposed to it just being a one-sided European kind of mm. focus. But, um, yeah, also there's a group, um, there's a publishing, uh, an online website called um, Contemporary Hum, and I know that they're hosting a, 
a discussion, I think this weekend at the New Zealand um, High Commission or something in London where they're talking about questioning like who's Oceania and kind of looking at it through the indigenous lens instead of kind of that early European mm. biased view. Yeah. Um, but just going back to the work, so the impressions that were um, recorded in the wallpaper work by Lisa Rehana were based on accounts yeah, recorded by Captain Cook and um, Louis de Bougainville's journals as well as reworked engravings by John Weber and William Hodges. Mm-hmm. And um, at the time, um, it's interesting that well, Lisa Ray Hunter explains that Les Sauvages, the work, claimed to be historical when the wallpapers creators really did harvest this information from lots of different historical moments and it was fictional essentially and they relocated these bodies into a fictional Tahitian landscape so essentially removing or displacing these specific people from their cultural, historical and political reality and portraying them as other or exotic and you know such was the preoccupation at the time but also the fact that the Tahitian landscape is utopian it kind of you know that literally translates as nowhere so it's this kind of liminal space is that what utopia means yeah nowhere, nowhere even though everyone thinks it means like yeah, this yeah. amazing yeah. yeah positive ideal space but it actually means nowhere oh. um yeah and so um over 200 years later so the work was made in 1804 or something over 200 years later she restaged and reimagined this wallpaper by altering its original presentation from print into a digital panoramic video and by incorporating sound and movement and dance she's representing those depicted as a living culture and she's also using real Pacific bodies obviously as opposed to the bodies that appear in the original work they look very kind of neoclassical I think they're based on um, some of the bodies that were um, around on Pompeii, like they were kind of um, actually studying different bodies at the time when they were um, oh, yeah, creating yeah. the work. Um, and so Dufour's wallpaper, the, the French guy Dufour, his <laughs> wallpaper models enlightenment beliefs of harmony amidst mankind, human equality, <laughs> overcoming ignorance through education and scientific progress. Oh, um, but like, Ray Hunter's version challenges these cultural stereotypes yeah, yeah. <laughs> that were developed during um, Cook's voyages in the Pacific and I guess the gaze of imperialism is kind of returned with this twist to disrupt these ideas of beauty, authenticity, history and myth um, but it's also worth noting that she too uses artistic license and hers is an in- interpretation of events and encounters as well, it's not necessarily all true either um, but Yeah, so she includes um, encounters between Polynesians and Europeans in her work acknowledging some of the complexities um, of the cultural identities and colonisation. She makes visible some of the historical narratives that are absent from the original wallpaper, such as um, the trade of iron and desirable goods for sexual favours, as well as differing ideas of ownership and reciprocity, which often resulted in (coughs) misunderstandings or violence. And um, not the version that we have, but an early, a re- more recent version of the work includes um, Tupaya, the Tahitian navigator and translator, the botanist Joseph Banks, and Captain Cook, whose um, death is also portrayed in the work. And it's actually quite interesting because um, Lisa Rehana got Cook 
to be played by two different actors, a male and a female actor, in her version of the work, because Captain Cook wore britches and he didn't sleep with local women, he was a Quaker. Locals couldn't quite work out, they couldn't see his genitals, so they didn't know if he was a man or a woman in some, oh, really? some islands. Um, and in some Pacific islands he was also perceived as a god. Yes. Kind of interesting. Mm. Um, but the version that we have is only eight minutes long, so it's really just an early chapter. But most recently, the work has kind of extended to over an hour long. Wow. And the version that was shown at Venice, I think, was maybe half an hour, but it was also 26 metres long. So as well as um, extending its narrative, she's also kind of extending the use of technology, and that kind of mirrors how the early wallpaper was a you know, new innovation in terms mm. of technology. Um, yeah, and so um, as a digital work, um, yeah, it's kind of an interesting interpretation of um, that technology. Do you think this will be the last time it's shown in terms of like being in exhibition? Because um, she's been, I mean, it's been a it's part been of her life a lot. for, for yeah. a yeah, yeah, I think, I mean, I think I read an interview with her and she's keen to get on to other things as well, yeah. but I think because it's such a popular work, it'll just continue to be. Yeah. Um, circulated around and maybe different um, groups will be included so I think more recently because it includes depictions of like New Caledonians, Cook Islanders, Tongans, Tahitians, Hawaiians, Maori and more recently Aboriginal people as well so she's kind of working with different groups as well. I know that um, when she presented it in Sydney I think at Carriage Works they also invited some dancers, Pacific Island dancers and Aboriginal dancers, dancers to um, Kind of respond so she's kind of it's kind of an ongoing <coughs> living project in mm-hmm. a sense as well brilliant brilliant um so yeah, yeah if you're going to london anytime <laughs> soon, yeah or go to, to um the hocken collection and check out our one so our one <coughs> is a bit of a um, exercise to get it out <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because, because it's um quite a big installation but we do um bring it out from time to time yeah and it is available for research and study purposes so for people to see yeah. yeah so you'll let us know when it's out next yeah yeah for sure yeah and you know it's a great part of um new zealand's art history which is, is very important indeed very important to us all <laughs> yeah <laughs> all right hey thank you thank you pleasure as always